0: Part two of our Red Dead Redemption two chat, where Aaron and I try and overthink the game. This is going to be the fun end of things. So we're going to talk about like what the game actually is. Um, Some people online have been calling it a post-Western, and we'll get into that uh, in a minute. Aaron disagrees. I have
1: no strong feeling
0: on it. Let's quickly start plenty, with, like,
1: plenty of strong feelings on it. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, <laughs> Good
0: to know. Let's start, I guess, with... I thought we could start with what a post-Western is, then work our way back to what a Western
1: is. Can, we st- can we start with what a Western is? <laughs> but it's is? so hard. But that's, that's, it. that's... Figuring out what a Western is will allow us, hopefully, to approach yes. what a post-Western okay. is. If we if we talk about what a post-Western is before knowing what a Western is... how <laughs> What's are a we, Western, we Tell me. Okay. Well, a Western feasibly oh God, <laughs> is is any uh any, any kind of a- adventure story um uh, that is set in the tail end of the 19th century mm-hmm. regarding uh cowboys and or cattle ranches. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually usually uh they deal with civilization, Native Americans and other outlaws, cowboys and cattle ranches. Mm-hmm. um Normally, normally, it's about um, humans, especially white humans, most often um, yeah. uh, kind of kind of surviving against a hostile landscape. Um, the reason the reason specifically, I, I say that it's cowboys and cattle ranches and not say sheriffs and lawmen mm-hmm. um, is that. That's something that comes later on when we get into revisionist westerns, yep. but most of the time it's about individuals taking the law and, and using their own moral and ethical codes uh, to solve, solve problems of <laughs> evil in, yep. in their society.
0: Correct, or solve problems they perceive to be evil at the very
1: least. Yes, exactly. Um, and that
0: are generally speaking, objectively evil, most of the time yes revisionist westerns do something different where they then break down the boundaries between good and evil and they're more concerned about the gray area of all of that stuff yeah a good example of like a a classic revisionist western is unforgiven um which it's like at the far end of that spectrum where the whole thing is a critique of the way that western men create a sense of masculinity and like criticizes their use of that to like brutalize women and minorities and stuff Mm. it's like at the extreme end of that um yeah, so the, the the term post-Western's been thrown around a lot in regards to the Red Dead Redemption series, and it's interesting to me because it tends to be used when discussing like modern revisionist westerns. So not like stuff from like the sixties and seventies, like really modern revisionist westerns. Because I think like while revisionist westerns reject or question the, or, they deli- they deliberately reject and question the morals of like the western stories, like the you know, the gunslingers and the, and the, this kind of mythology of, of America as this place where you can achieve whatever you want. Um, I think the idea is that post-Westerns are far more interested in why those morals were constructed the way they were in the first place. So there's an argument that if a Western story is about creating these these characters who are these mythologized versions of Gunslingers and, and surviving off the land and, and it's you against everything kind of kind of environment, then the natural extension of that is, well, if you lose that sense of, of you against everything, what does that mean for how those mythologies are created? Um, and it's a really, really loose, underdeveloped term that's finally died. So, um, <laughs> it's a really loose, underdeveloped term. Mm. And people keep throwing it around like it means something. And... I, what I'm more interested in is talking about this story in particular, yep, and then trying to work out what it actually is, because, as we talked about before this recording, it's kind of not really a western in a lot of ways, but it also kind of isn't anything but a western um
1: it's i i would I would firmly place it in what we refer to as a revisionist western mm-hmm. um, I mean so much so much of the original Red Dead game um, the original being Red Dead Redemption. Um, and, and I guess to an extent Red Dead Revolver but we're talking about the Red Dead Redemption universe mm-hmm. um, comes from the Sergio Leone films yeah. um, uh, the spaghetti westerns yes. um, which were which were firmly placed uh, within revisionist westerns uh, to, because... to, the,
0: to the extent that
1: they began to define what revisionist
0: westerns looked like for a long time
1: well, yeah, yeah 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 you're, you're not talking about uh, moral paragons you're talking about flawed people trying to survive in a world that is indifferent to them um and it's more often not set against the backdrop of the civil war um uh, and, and One and
0: tends to bump up against sometimes in in some later extreme, yeah yeah uh, absolutely
1: versions, yeah. Um, uh, but yes yeah yeah in against uh, against a rapidly modernizing world
0: I, I think a crucial element you touched on is that it's about the indifference to the morals not just that the characters have it, but also the world has it. Mm. The world does not care if you are, um, you know, a, a, a paragon um, of goodness. You can still get murdered real good. Um, yep. and, and Or, you know, you can still get attacked or brutalized or whatever. Whereas in the previous ones, if you were good enough, didn't matter if you weren't competent, you would somehow come out the other end and be mm. okay. Whereas definitely, like, revisionist Westerns, and especially the spaghetti Western genre, was far more concerned with... And so a good example that I was talking about in the car on the way here was the Dark Tower franchise with Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Mm. And Roland Duchesne, the main character of that, is is a, he he's a rendering of both a classical gunslinger in a revisionist Western and a spaghetti Western, but he's also like a representation of like a kind of Arthurian knight, where everyone else yeah. treats him like this Arthurian knight, but he behaves like a revisionist gunslinger. Mm. Creates an interesting pa- like kind of paradigm that exists in that world where they kind of treat him like he's this... Um, this otherworldly kind of hero, hero, but in reality, he's just a revisionist gunslinger. He's just kind of—he's a bit like Arthur. He's just kind of out to get it done, and mm. and I think that that's a really interesting element of this story as well. I read The Redemption 2 as well. Where people treat Dutch like, you know, the the Lord talks about him like he's this like fucking you know killing maniac or whatever. Mm. Like they have this really dim view of him, whereas everyone else in his gang kind of treats him with that reverence. Yeah, and I wonder if because he is like this idealist that believes in the american dream like he because he reports to comprehensively believe in that the minute his back is against the wall and that starts to fall apart that facade falls apart it then for me i'm like what's well, obviously a revisionist Weston. if you take dutch as like the lead character in this story because he he isn't a paradigm of anything and no one is like even the um as we know from the first game and even to an extent in this one you know the 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 law, like the good guys the the um pinkertons open the game with saying yeah we're the bad guys
1: This is my offer, Mr. Morgan.
0: Bring in Vanderlyn, and you have my word you won't swing. Oh, I ain't gonna swing anyways, Agent Milton. You see, I haven't done anything
1: wrong, aside from not playing the games to your rules. Spare me the philosophy lesson. I've already heard it from Mac Callender. Mac Callender? He was pretty shot up by the time I got to him. So really, it was more of a mercy killing. Slow, but merciful. <laughs> you enjoy being a rich man's toy, do you? I enjoy society, flaws
0: and all. You people venerate savagery, and you will die. Savagely,
1: all of you. Oh, We're all gonna die, Agent. Some of us, sooner than others.
0: Like, when you meet me, like, we are the bad guys. Like, we're not here to help. Like, we're here to do a job. And they fucking kidnap... A, a woman, like a defi- like they kidnap Abigail and hold her at gunpoint to lure
1: out, to draw out, yeah, to yeah. draw out other other pivotal gang like, members. They're not
0: good people.
1: they like, yeah, but- they're using they're using means that might not justify the ends of of um what they're trying to do. Um, but they're they're also tasked with trying to bring civilization and order to to a world that 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 grew out of control. And, that's, um, and Dutch is doing the
0: exact opposite. He has this group of people he's trying to protect, and he is tasked with keeping them safe from. The encroaching control.
1: Yeah, but and, but part of part of that part of that does involve, um, openly, openly, uh, kind of being treasonous against the American government and against the the, the orderly way of life as as far as civilization absolutely. is concerned.
0: So then, the ultimate question, I think that the game, the underscoring question, the thing that is at the heart of what makes this what it is, is the question of, was Dutch lying the whole time? And was he always a killer or did the collapsing of his dream make him into the man he becomes at the end? Mm. And I think if you can answer that question, the whole point is there is an answer. We're going to try and pick through some of what that means is that what you end up with is, well, does this world and this kind of storytelling believe in the mythology or is it? A deacon. Like, because if it believes in the mythology, then yeah, the minute the dream's gone, he's going to become a killer. Mm. But if it's if it's more of the the revisionist spaghetti Western style thing, then then yeah, he might have been lying the whole time because it suited his purpose, and, and he can then reappropriate that later. And then definitely, you know, with the way that it does that, it does err into that what people are calling postmodern. I say post mm. Western kind of storytelling. Um,
1: well, John, John, and Sadie have a conversation about this as mm-hmm. the as they you know talking about the uh the potential of, of killing Micah mm-hmm. getting revenge for for all the things that Micah did to them mm-hmm. um and they do they do drop Dutch's name in there where mm-hmm. Sadie says the man who put a blanket around me that evening um is not the same man that that abandoned and you for dead and and betrayed us in the end, mm-hmm. whereas John is of the firm belief that he was always yeah. like that. He
0: goes, "It just showed us true colors." He basically.
1: just showed us true colors, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and
0: that, that, and what do you think? I um, or is the question more interesting to you than the answer? Because for me, it's the question, but yeah, well, the think of the
1: so like it's, it's it's like meant to be open ended. Um, I I I think that uh, you know at one point. Uh, Dutch believed his own bullshit. Um, but as as I've said before, um, uh, it, the kind of thing eating at him inside is, you know, I want to protect these people that I've turned into outlaws. Um, but I'm an outlaw myself, and I will always be an outlaw. So he's he's kind of always going to be pushing them into that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because, because the the environment, the economic and social environment around them is changing and and further ostracizing them away from from any kind of safety um uh it it's getting harder to kind of keep people in that environment that's that's why that's why he he's he, trying to escape constantly. that's why that's why he kind of is is a bit venomous toward Arthur in the end you know because arthur Arthur starts openly questioning mm-hmm you know, um from from Act Two, you know, the, the idea that this can last. And, you know, he, he has that um conversation with Mary Beth uh, you know, saying, We like, we barely escaped last time. Mm-hmm. And this world, this world is uh quickly growing smaller mm-hmm. and and is quickly growing inhospitable to people like us. Um and uh Mary Beth says, yeah, you're the only one who who has an awareness about that and nobody else does nobody else wants to believe it because you know trying to fathom that means changing their entire way of life and also dealing with the history of what got them to that point forsaking Dutch a big a big thing about Red Dead Redemption is the idea you can't change past um uh, there that it always catches up with you um and and there is there's no there's no way there's no West at the end of the story. There's no. There's no mythical land where you can go to to escape all the bad things that you've done to people. They're gonna catch up with you eventually.
0: Because the, like the West that Dutch talks about never existed.
1: Well, he goes, he goes yeah. Back
0: back when you know, but we just if we can get to like it was back when we'll be fine. Yeah. But that was never a, that was never a time or a place that existed.
1: As soon as soon as they gunned for that, it started to slip through their fingers. It, you know, because
0: that kind of it's like that golden age myth. Mm. If we can just get back to that, it'll be fine. If we make Mer- America great again. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of, uh, it's it's that tendency of, and like, I don't think Dutch is a fascist necessarily, but it's part of that fascist tendency to, to propose that myth of like, you know, the, the great third empire that Hitler talked about. Mm. If we can just get back to what it was like back in the day when it was working real well, we'll all be aces. Like no one will have to worry about it. But I, I think with, with Dutch, it's more complicated because it's not only we have to get, get to this 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 promised land this this Jerusalem of this of the West if we find the if we just get to Cuba if we just get to Australia it's a paradise it's gonna be fine right like that's not in itself fascist but the way that like he kind of like that kind of eats into the story and affects everybody mm. and and it's the dissenters who pe- people who, who who have that descent kind of start to get treated like um, he starts to, like, leave them behind. And, like, he 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 never outright, like, kills anybody, but he leaves Arthur, and he leaves John so many times. The people,
1: yeah, the people that that, uh, have desires aside from his own Mm. tend to get left behind in the dust, and that's why I think John gets left behind quite a few times. It's because he has his family. Mm. Um, He has something, you know, even if the gang implodes, he's He's going to have something to to. to, to work toward. Um, and it's, and it's something that he can believe in and something that will be semi permanent, um, and I, tangible. So
0: in that case, is Sadie the only one that really, we don't know how, how her life and story ends, mm. but really she's the only one that really escapes that problem because she's able to, cause she's already lost everything. She's John if his family was dead. Right. Yeah. She, when the gang dissolves, is able to, every day she has is just, uh, like, She's like, well, I'm already a dead person, so it doesn't mm. matter at this point. That's like the opposite end of John's spectrum, where John has something to live for, but she has nothing to die for. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting, I think, that they both, in the end, with Charles, are the the kind of the three characters who endure together, and like Uncle to a lesser extent, but they endure together because they like Charles had the 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 Native Americans and the, and the tribes and, and the people he was helping as well. Like, driving him on, and, and he's a very, like, self-sufficient kind of person. Like, he's new to the gang. Mm. And so Sadie. So it's interesting that it's them and, and John, by the end of it, who kind of endure the death of Dutch's ideals and the, and the death of Dutch's fantasy. Because, like, the game doesn't seem to think there's any valor in, like, beating civilization, right? Because even when John and Abigail settle and they have, like, a genuine moment of peace, mm. like, it's completely unclear what the story thinks of that because we know immediately what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's undercut we, by we the know. fact that we know what happens, mm. so the, the story seems to go well. If you're Dutch and you run away, and, and you do these things and you resist civilization, you get everyone you love killed. Mm. But if you if you embrace civilization, you sit on the fringes of it,
1: and you atone, and you or, atone. Or, or it doesn't matter to atone. It doesn't matter. Civilization yeah.
0: comes calling anyway. Like mm. they're just outside of Blackwater, and you. Th- they, it's okay, a moment of peace, right? And they seem genuinely happy. And I love that last act where they are just. They're just together and it's great. And 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 it doesn't, even if you do the opposite, it doesn't fucking solve it. Like the the game seems to have no solution to it. And I think that is why it's not necessarily a a post Western. Because post Western would imply that it that it rejects the mythology. I think instead what Mm. it does is rejects both solutions. It's a bit more like nihilistic, I guess. Yeah. Where it it goes even if you're Dutch, or even if you're Arthur, even if you're John, like even if you're a lawman. That this country and this 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 system we're in, like there is no end game. Mm. Sean is the only one. That, Arthur says Sean's the one that got out, right? Because Sean died going to a peace talk. Yeah, he 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 was going to settle things with the Greys, and he gets murdered, right? He got out because he died trying to do the right thing, and and I I, I wonder if people f- people talk about it as a post-Western because it is that kind of gritty. Um, lossless kind of environment and these characters seem like very real and it's dirty and gross and mm. like you know Valentine is this muddy gross street and um, you know there's lots of murder and it's all very like dark and grim and stuff but I think maybe maybe the game is more interested in not giving anyone a like saying like we don't have a solution yet like because and, and, I think even today we don't right like we don't have a solution to that capitalism problem of what do you do after mm. right and yeah is that something that you were kind of
1: feeling um look in in terms of people people um like uh, referring to it as a post western i i genuinely believe people just like throwing the word post in front of in front of genres and and mm-hmm. and and asserting that they're different from from the rest um uh to an extent the original red dead redemption maybe say because... it's more of a burlesque of a western well it's, it's i mean yeah. it's, it's 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 definitely closer to World War One, you know, where where warfare as as an idea changed, and and as a result, you know, society and its and its kind of approach to war changed. Um, uh, you know, that's you're probably hinting at it then, mm-hmm. but we're in eighteen ninety nine for so... this game, mostly 1899, 1900, and then a few years into the future with John's family. It's eight years. Um, eight years after it, after it, yeah. death. yeah yeah. yeah.
0: i had to work that out from a newspaper in the game (laughs) i was that guy i was like i wonder how long it's been i scooped one
1: up it it makes yeah okay so yeah but at at the same rate you know it's for me it's still firmly within revisionist westerns um and and i think i think more than anything it's an exploration of tropes like the the maybe maybe people refer to it as a post-western because you know it's kind of you know, self-aware that it's inserting a lot it's of... It's funny you say that, Aaron, because I have of... a list of characters
0: in their tropes and how they survive. Yeah, 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 and And, and <laughs> we'll self,
1: self-aware of the, of the tropes that they're putting inside there. But, it, like, that's indistinguishable from... From the actual... From the actual game where, where, you, where you, you play it and you go, oh, okay, cool, you know, like, there's all of these things are touched upon, but it's also just a huge game, and, and they're yeah. looking for things to put inside it. I I I think you know it's it's a bit of a stretch to kind of call it anything other than than a straight up western. Yeah. Um, but uh... I, th-
0: I think it's so earnestly western that it reads now in our modern day as being like triple double ironic, or because <laughs> I, I think that like we've got to that point where like people are being like post post ironic or whatever. But I think that mm. maybe that's. But then I want to talk. I've got I've got a list of characters here that the archetypes they have and the way that they subvert that those kind of stereotypes and those tropes. Um, if you'll indulge yeah. me. Yeah. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. Okay. So Arthur is like the atypical, sorry, the archetypal son of the bad guy. Um, he can seemingly do no wrong in Dutch's eyes at the start of the game. Um, and if, when he botches a job or does something bad, Dutch never really questions him about it, but everyone else gets ribbed constantly. Mm. This is deconstructed by having Arthur get sick from his deck collecting. It's not like heroic. It's not like his just desserts. It's not a pretty thing. It's like a slow, ugly death. Like, in, in other stories, I think, in Westerns, if it was, like, the son of the the, the, the villain, kind of, or the, the leader, or whatever, there'd be, like, a valor in his death and his illness. But, like, kind of, like, as Arthur gets sick, he just forsakes everything he's ever cared about because he realizes that they did bad stuff. Like, it doesn't mm. have that kind of... For, for me, even though, you know, when he dies, depending on the ending you choose, but when he dies, either saving John or going for the gold, like, it's it's not... It's not a valorized death like you'd expect, you know. Like at the end of like a Hollywood film, that would be similar. You know, he would die in the arms of someone he loved, and his mm. eyes would close, and he would breathe his loss. But instead, he just kind of wheezes as the sun rises on the mountain, and he <laughs> dies an ugly, gross death.
1: I know? think. I think um, depending on the ending you chose, I think there's valor in in the John ending. Um, I, but I, is, isn't it,
0: isn't it ultimately undercut by the fact that we know what's going to happen to John, so it doesn't. Like it's val, it, like it's it's a, it's an act of valor, but it's ultimately completely. Like the game seems to undercut that by it's 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 the way that it constructs those characters. Where yeah, sure he does that that act of valor, mm. but it's saying like, well, valor's fucking dumb because the government's gonna come for you anyway. Like you can't um, escape your past.
1: Yeah, look, it's he did like by by the end of the game, I think Arthur develops some ethics that that he holds himself to he has he has a code by the end and when you when you when you choose to ally with john and you know he, he says what are you gonna do you're gonna go for the money or, or you're gonna escape with me and he says i'll go with you i'll make sure you go away um uh, and then he ends up fighting micah and then then you know he ends also up- your horse dies more importantly yes your horse dies which by that point in the game i was like that's the fucking seventh horse uh, that I've was my, had. All right, my third okay. Horse. I like I've seen horses die before. Uh, that was that was my third horse. I <laughs> was so I was so emotionally divorced from horses. By I spent end. so much time with a fucking animal.
0: When it I, died and he stopped, I was like, yeah. no, no, don't. Just, it's fine. We can wait."
1: Like I I went through so many horses that that ended up being the fifteen dollar horse. Like at the end of the game, that was a fifteen dollar horse I bought from the mission way back with Hosea, and I'm you know, so I, I named it. You. But I was just like, "There's no." Like when, when my, when my Shire horse died. And that up. that huge black horse the that beast. you get at the beginning of the game, when that died, that's when I I wanted to fucking destroy the game, mm-hmm. um, uh, because of the adventures that we've been on, the pictures that I'd taken with the horse as well, <laughs> <I just remember laughs> going through the you doing the, the album like yeah, the album library of like me in different hats, me posing in front of you know like like vistas with my horse in the background, and then when it died, I was like. These, just, these are all just false memories now. I remember the morning um, after the
0: game came out, you texted me an image of you in a gross bear hat with, like, soaked in blood with the horse behind you. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And I, like, I showed that to Ben, and I was like, this is the most R in text of all time. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, no, it, it's... But I, I definitely... Yeah, I'm interested, like, if that... Like, it is an act of valor, so I guess
1: you're right. So it I, does, I, I think, yeah, and then even even if you go back for the money, you still have a code... And, and and for me, playing that game going back for the money would, would involve you kind of seeing Arthur as um uh someone who who still has a modicum of of faith in the gang life, but just not any faith in Dutch's and, and by extension Micah's plans mm-hmm. as gang leaders. You know, he wants to go back and get that money, probably because he feels like he earned it, which he if did. you have a look at the, the logbook 90% off 90% of it is, is Arthur going out there and, and getting the shitwork done. Um uh, and and also that the gang earned it and, and a lot of the gang members managed to escape. So it's easy to see Arthur as as, as feeling you know, he's owed a debt. Well feel feeling like feeling like, you know, if Dutch isn't gonna step up to be the leader of this gang, then he will. Like it, it's like you could I can see Arthur being being someone who who, you know, when all all else fails and the people are getting out of the gang, he knows that he has loyal people who follow him. So it's easy to envision a future it's where was a gang leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. See that, yeah. Um. Uh, so either way, when when you're fighting Micah, you're fighting for a set of principles that you know that you've fostered over the game. Um. And and yeah, like. Uh, there's yeah i don't think he gives up everything i think that's that's my main point i don't think i don't think there's this moment where where you know he forsakes everything that he that he loves and holds dear um because by the end of the game he's still got to hold something to otherwise he'd just lie down and die when he when he beats micah to oh, to a pulp good. right and he just lays there against the rock then you go yeah yeah I, did I just kind of
0: I did that thing where like you know like sometimes when something happens it's really emotional and you just fail to react. Like I just sat there numb and I was like Yeah. Man. I I sat there I was like oh
1: my god. Um What a
0: beautiful shot though with the sun rising. Yes, yeah, just yeah. Just. Yeah. Um let's talk about Sadie. Mm. So Sadie is like the lady gunslinger trope where like her family was killed and that's why she's become like she was rescued by outlaws so she's becoming like this, you know, she's not a woman in a dress, she's her own man. Um Yeah. But she's one of the few that me and that never... my husband shared the work. But she's she's one of those people that never feels like she needs to transgress the archetype because, to her loss, like she's decently stable and happy, and like the only reason she's with the gang is because she kind of needs somewhere to hang out and kind of likes Arthur and John. Like mm. she's not dependent on. Like I I think what would happen in a different story would be you would have the lady gunslinger trope and she mm. would step in and be the you know i ain't no man kind of thing like that kind of vibe and then would would self-destruct because she overcorrects yeah but sadie is just really competent and just gets it done and then by the end of the story is still just doing fine and i really like that that even though she doesn't like completely transgress it by doing other shit like she's still a bounty hunter and she's still like the lady gunslinger trope i just like that it kind of works out for her as far as we know
1: kind of yeah Um, uh, she, yeah, she, she had a, I, I, I didn't mind, I didn't mind her arc. Mm. I, I particularly like when, when you go after the, the initially, um, and you know, you're, you're hunting down folk and there's, there's that huge river massacre, where the two of you are behind Riverstone stones, yeah. shooting O'Driscoll's as they come down the hills. The just runs through the- she kind of, yeah, she kind of, um, uh, looks like Annie Oakley. Like she's wearing that real bonanza wear, like that bright yellow, yeah, um, like dress shirt, and then like the the black chaps. And I was a like, yeah, this is cool. Rifle. And then, like by the end, she just starts adopting more and more like like grizzled cowboy wear. She started dressing um,
0: like the way that I dressed Arthur.
1: Yes, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she she dresses like a hardcore bounty hunter, like a dusting um, coat. Yeah, uh, it's, so, I, I thought, I thought, so, like, I, I'll tell you what I, what I thought that the epilogue of this game was gonna be, um, uh, because when I, when I chose an Arthur, Arthur's, you know, picked to side with John, he fights Mike on the mountain side, and then he dies, and then you come back as John, you know, um, I thought that the rest of the game would be you hunting down the gang members of the gang, other than Bill Williamson, uh-huh. Javier Esquela, and Dutch Vanderland. I thought that that first first stop in your list would be uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. You go down Gun Gun Charles down on behalf of the government. Um, uh, I guess
0: because we never see that first scene where they charge him to go do it. You just turn up in Armadillo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like they they, they, you they, the they put you onto a train yeah. and then they then they leave you. Um because yeah, this is this is really what I wanted for the game. And I thought Rockstar would have the balls to do this, but they didn't. Um uh, which is to build up these characters that you like. Have you brutally killed them. And then have you have you destroy them mm-hmm. to preserve the life that you created with your family. Um uh, which is which is, you know, what it I thought that that savage. that John would have to do in order to survive, um, uh, and and I envision, you know, like you going finding Charles Smith, which would have been great because you could have, because he's a bare knuckle boxer, right? I just had these ideas in my mind for missions <laughs> where I was like, like it's it comes down to you trying to outbox beat him. outbox him as this skinny dude, you know, against this, this you know, like this guy this that has like spent his mountain. life. You know, like like uh, keeping himself strong and self sufficient. Um, and yeah, that that would have been a battlefield with emotion. Um, same with Sadie. You know, Um, if they maybe kill Sadie, yeah, 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 like, like. But that's the thing. Like Sadie, Sadie didn't get a choice to be in the gang, but she, in the eyes of the law. She was she still was in the just, gang. Like, the like, and, and that's the thing to, yeah. to, you know, to get out of the life forever. This is what you need to do, John Marston. You need to go and find Sadie Adler and put her in a grave. Um, uh, I guess
0: instead in this, in the first game, you just kill all the bad ones.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's only the bad people that get out of it. But, but then, and, you know, as we see in the post credits, you know, Charles and Sadie just fuck off. Like, <laughs> and which, I was like, like John- come on. But, like, the fact that um, they, that,
0: Dutch could have done that the whole. T- I think that's interesting, Coda though, because it means that if as if they weren't a gang, they could have done that any time. But Dutch's insistence that they're a family and they travel together, like all that stuff, like it, it, they could have just fucked off anytime. time. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I like yeah, that a. Like, yeah. as a coder. It, it, it's it puts everything in a lot of context. Um, let's talk about Hosea. So Hosea is the con man and like rational thinker who is ultimately killed by Dutch's impulsive behavior. And usually, like, in other stories, this kind of character would be a victim of their own, like, cons or trickery. Like, they would try and pull off a job that's too complicated and it would mm. get them killed kind of thing. Um, like, they can't talk their way out of it, so it's like they have to finally realize that what they're doing is dishonest. But he doesn't. He just gets shot because Dutch does a bad one. Mm. Which I just thought was, like, a nice inversion of how they could have killed him and, like, the easy option. Yeah. Same with Lenny, where they just he just gets shot running across a roof. And like he's just dead and there's no time to like you know
1: there's no time to grieve there's, and on. there's no
0: heroic sacrifice he's just dead and you're like yeah. oh okay like that i liked both of their deaths in that way where it felt very sudden and not not like it was trying to prove something mm. so talk about sean um because when sean died i had him uh, yeah sean um,
1: gets his face fucking exploded and, um because he's he's like the plucky younger
0: brother um but what I liked about him is that he's boastful and he's that, like, kind of arrogant kind of kid. But mm. but he backed it up with being quite competent. And that was why I think Arthur respected him, is, is he liked the fact that he could talk this braggadocio, but he could also just do the work. I seem
1: to remember a scene where he couldn't shoot for shit, though. Well,
0: he can't shoot real good, but he's... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's right.
1: I think he tends... Yeah. to. I I actually saw in his character talking just a lot of shit. And that yeah. sudden, like, Arthur... Arthur's... He obviously is in awe of Arthur as an older member of the gang and someone that that maybe very uh, solid yeah yeah you know at that one point he might like to be exactly like arthur um which is why the death was so shocking actually yeah i had to put my controller down and go fuck sean i I just saw his like his like face explode out i remember like wiping like sean off of my (laughs) my clothes he
0: he gets like a bit of brain off his face it's really (laughs) gross and, and I think that's that's interesting, too, because Arthur really, v- like, really values that death as a part of his change. Mm. Like, you know, he goes, well, Sean's the only one that got out. Like, there's something about
1: that. Well, it's bit- funny. It's, you know, somebody starts to uh, question how how feasible these methods are and, and how just in the know Dutch is. Um, and because at that point, I don't think there's a lot of direction turned to Micah whispering in dutch's ear it's pretty slim but there is a lot of focus on the 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 fact that dutch is rapidly turning away from hosea um well
0: they they also are concerned that everyone else is concerned that arthur seems to get treated very favorably by dutch yeah. and that that's yeah, yeah. why like that's what they're arguing about when sean gets killed
1: micah micah and bill yeah. especially i'm mm. i'm uh not not very kind to to Arthur in terms of his, his privilege in the eyes of Dutch. Mm. Um yeah. And yeah. Hosea, Hosea gets a blind eye turn to by by Dutch. And oh, yeah. that's why Sean dies, I think. And that's that's when I think the whole thing starts it's to unravel. Unravel. Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah, definitely. Um so Abigail, which is one of like like I like she's one of my favourite characters in this story. I'm not expecting to mm. say that, but Like, she's, like, the complete, like, she's sarcastic. She's always needling John. And, like, but she seems, like, what I like about her is, like, she seems to genuinely want to spend time with John and be in a relationship with him like i think in the first but game, she is like his
1: harshest critic as well but that's like, but
0: it's not a, i thought the
1: amount of shit she gives john is I didn't, insane i thought that like, was
0: i like that that was like it's not a healthy thing obviously but i like
1: it was I actually found it hilarious in the in the first act of the game when john is ambushed by wolves and you bring him in so and with, she immediately and she and him. she says you're damn fool it's great and you go <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What did you expect? He was attacked by wolves. It's amazing. That, it's not something that he could control. Um. Uh, but it's it just shows how how like. She's she's acting emotionally. And she's, yeah. she's blaming him because because there's there's no other um thing that she can blame. She can't blame Dutch
0: or the wolves. They're wolves
1: or the wolves. Yeah, like, yeah. If she blames Dutch, then you know it's that's, all tits up. It's all tits up. You know, start to you know see Abigail as someone who who might be putting she's, the pressure on John to leave the gang. antelope, Yeah. Yeah, but they they've got no other kind of choice by then. So I she I just, blames John. Um,
0: I, I just love that that as the story goes on. She's never wrong, like like. Well, she's not, not. that she's never wrong, but like she's never being difficult for the sake of like being like the
1: complainy character. No, she. Yeah, she every never... complaint
0: she has is completely valid. It's
1: valid. Yeah, And she says uh, like, "You got to get out of this life." We've got to get out of this yeah, which life. Which they we do. Can't... Yeah, and and they drew And but John's they can't. like,
0: "Yeah, but I can't." You know, yeah, which and then the the way the game ends, and then he gets dragged back in. Like I don't know. It's just. But what I liked is that last act where she, like I don't know what, how they did it. I know it's because of the setup of the rest of the game, but when they are together and he's being really romantic and like there was like the combination of like the voice acting and the way that mm. it was written, like it felt like that kind of anxious flirty thing that is so hard to execute on, and I was so impressed by that. Like I've this is like the third time I mentioned it during this these two episodes, yeah. but like I just was genuine like the whole time I was I was charmed.
1: Yeah, like the the penultimate mission where you where you propose to Abigail because I knew what was so going to happen, so I, I put um, on
0: a I put on a suit and I cut my hair and I gelled my hair and <laughs> and I took it to the to the to the, to the movies.
1: You went and got a got your yeah. photo taken. It was delightful. Um, I really I really like that uh, when when you get your photo taken in that mission, you're finally playing as John because yeah, John John's someone who's kind of criticized for not having uh the same imagination as mm-hmm. Jack um and and especially you know he's he's kind of set in his ways by that point you know he's Mm -hmm. always very constant with the idea that he's a an outlaw you know or, or he has a particular set of skills that makes him an outlaw um and then you get those backgrounds in the photo studio and where you can go anywhere like you can you can be in 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 egypt or in paris um, and and all all these wild locations, and then there's like a prairie scene, I picked the which prairie. is the one that I picked because yeah, I was like, knew. that's the one that John it's would the most pick. honest, like it's, of John. it's yeah. you know John John would it's see a that fucking as being field. A, yeah, it's, it's just a field <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. It and it felt authentic. <laughs> it felt
0: authentic. And and I, and I went call, like, of course he would. And that's
1: none of these other places have and, meaning. And the, and the pose um, I picked
0: was them like, facing each other, being intimate, because I wanted, I, like, I felt like, like at that point, like, it felt like they were finally, they had the freedom to grow close. Yeah. Again. And there's, like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, I don't want to get too, like, sappy about it, but yeah, it really was when I went, okay, now I get it. Like, the first game, I kind of got it, but, like, she was kind of like, being under a lot of duress the whole of the first game, Mm. when you see her. But in this one, I was like, I get their relationship now.
1: It's also when I think, um, uh, The family is is kind of more or less in in the in the fold of society by that point. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're participating in civilization, um, you know, because they go they go out in the lake together. And he says, you know, um, let's get married. And she says, we're already married, dumbass. No, Um, he goes, no, like 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 actually married. And she goes, really? Um, And to
0: be fair, he did steal that boat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he did what he stole the boat he did they steal that boat yes yeah really yeah fun. yeah exactly he's, um, he's like we'll return it. They, they will win. return it they, they won't miss it um, what, a, what a
0: beautiful like visually what a great scene that is too when you go yeah. down to the lake like, yeah, i don't yeah. know i had a moment where i was like i'm gonna come back here and fish
1: <laughs> like yeah it just
0: it really is I, what an ending to a yeah. video game no, like
1: it was really bad. Yeah. it's really yeah that's it again those those final two missions were Just, were beautiful um
0: and, and and it's the simplicity and it's the normalness of
1: them mm. it's not
0: the like yeah the when you're on the hill with Micah and you fucking murder it, like you are you are the gunslinger
1: like yeah. you're the
0: man with no name you're doing it and then you know it it all ends <laughs> and you go back and it, everything that you were fighting for you get to finally see it realized mm. and there's a there's an element but like obviously it's undercut by what happens next? But for like this brief moment, you get that like genuine, authentic happiness. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I, I was just really impressed that they, like a rock star game, pulled that off and they, they weren't trying to be like glib or clever. And then they went for the full earnest thing. And I, I think it worked really well. And, mm. and it's those earnest moments in this game that really land, I think. Throughout, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah know, I think and, so as well. And it just goes to show that like one of the bravest things you can do is write something genuine. And stand by it. And, mm. you know, the first Rockstar- The first Red Dead Redemption game is very sarcastic and, and ironic and clever. Because it's trying to say something about about Western mythology and society. But definitely Red Dead 2 is trying to say something about people. And, and the fact that it's a Western seems incidental to the fact that what it's trying to say is you can't outrun your past. You can't choose your family. But you can choose what you do with the options in front of you. mm and ultimately, like, the thing that separates you from the outlaws and from, and from the systems and from the law and everything is making those choices with the people around you. We ain't both going to make it.
1: Go. Now. I'll hold them up. Here. Just take it. You ain't no use to me now. Ain't no more time for talk. Go, Arthur. Go to your family, Arthur. Get the hell out of here and be a goddamn man. You're my brother. I
0: know. And it's just yeah, it's it's a fucking, it's a thing of beauty, man.
1: Oh, it's it was was very yeah, it was very nice. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I again can't can't complain about those those final yeah. two missions. Um, uh, you know, especially the the direction that they took the story. In. Um, I I stand by my comment. Mm-hmm. I stand by my comment that I made previously that that uh, Rockstar didn't have the balls to to make you uh do what what um what I made think it. I think what like like in in setting up the first game what would have been necessary which is to go kill all those or, or at least like. or at least you know take them to prison um uh you know I as mean, as per the first game
0: yeah i um, i agree but i'm i but i'm glad as the player that they didn't like i think would have been a much better story yeah. but but i liked how it wasn't like it, it didn't do the whole like full pedal to the metal it was it was i liked that it was pleasant to play that last the the, the epilogue was generally quite enjoyable and pleasant and quiet and Mm. i think after the the chaos and the noise of dutch vandalin i i i really appreciated the moment like when you're farming and stuff i like that a lot like it felt yeah 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 it's but i i totally agree that it's definitely like a a misstep on their part not to bring those things to bear
1: on you as john it just it just seems like a massive oversight from the the pinkertons um, who's, who've been the villains throughout this entire game, and and when they do allude to the fact that they're on John's tail in the end, mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen—that they're gonna come to him, and they're gonna go, "We want you to hunt down the remaining members so is, of the gang."
0: Is the reason that he don't, they don't hunt down Sadie and Charles just because it's the
1: timing is fortuitous that they've already left? Yeah, like, that, that that's seems that's what it feels dumb. like. It feels like um, and like all right, Charles says he's going to Canada. Cool, so he's in Canada now. Uh, like maybe that's beyond their jurisdiction, but Sadie just disappears, she do a um, and, shit. and and that that might just be you know again kind of uh, western romance where where people do just leave, they get and to leave. transient, you know, and they they she never might, come back again. She
0: might get to be a main character later on or some shit like I yeah, don't know. like and I think maybe they were trying to keep their options open. Yeah, depending quite on how people possibly. received these two new characters. Mm. Well, you know, Charles isn't new, but like how they received Sadie especially. Yeah, she. She really would be a great character to lead a story, I think, yeah, no nah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or be running a gang potentially, like you know she wouldn't, but you know what I mean, mm. uh, yeah, I think it's probably a pretty good place to kind of wrap up. um, do you have any kind of final thoughts uh as we, cause I'm sure we'll talk about this again, but like for the game, we' just like I feel like we've said. Everything, um,
1: you know, to Nostradamus, some some future Red Dead games, um, oh, yeah, uh, Pitch, well, yeah, like, like you were saying, um, Sadie's a definite possibility, would be great, um, where, where, because, yeah, like, the it, I actually thought that coming into this game, um, they'd adopt uh, a role system much like GTA 5, where instead of playing just the one character, you'd, you'd be multiple. able to play a multiple set of characters, you know. Sadie Charles, and Arthur might have been um a possibility so, yep. um uh, but now you know now that we know that Sadie departs for for unknown futures, mm-hmm. you know it's quite possible that she'll come back um quite yeah. possible um it's all just all just uh gazing gazing speculation. into <laughs> speculation yeah. um the other the the other thing that I thought. Would be crazy. Um uh is so John Marston disappears for a year. Um do another prequel. Yeah, do another prequel uh where John Marston oh, you cover John Marston's adventures. They
0: fucking might. Um
1: uh yeah, like like yeah, and- they might. <laughs> They might do that. That might that might that. be that might be uh, Too much. any any DLC that they plan on bringing out might cover John's adventures while, while he was away for Elseworld a year. I reckon
0: they'll do more Elseworlds DLC, like the zombie one. I think they'll do another Elseworlds DLC.
1: Yeah, I reckon it'll be cowboys and aliens. Oh um, fuck yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. th- they've already done the zombies. Hell yeah! Uh, I think I think aliens or robots. Um, to like Westworld. I wouldn't um, mind. I
0: wouldn't mind zombies again because it was a fucking tight piece of DLC. That
1: was a very good piece of yeah. DLC. Um, but I I just think like alien's the weird. the uh the present of or the presence rather of more of a futuristic tinge to the world. So I, I don't know no if you problem. played as a stranger mission in in Denis mm-hmm. where you pilot a remote controlled. Battleship. Yeah, I've played that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that, and, and i I figured like Rockstar is really pushing the, you know, civilization is coming angle. So the idea of having these, yeah. you know, steam powered robots or aliens, you know. Oh, like like Wild West. Yes, <laughs> like Wild West, exactly. <sighs> um uh, that would that, be so tight. that's the DLC. Um and uh yeah. Uh I don't I don't know. I um I don't know for for that portion of DLC, but speculating on um what other content like like canon content Mm -hmm. is concerned uh yeah i i can't see them going to jack because i think jack is just way too close to the the turn of the um uh yeah the warlike he also doesn't
0: work very well as a protagonist in comparison to john and
1: arthur you just don't see much of him i mean in in this game you do but you don't see much of him in his formative years and you kind of like you kind of just look at him with with um uh with worry with anxiety that he's just not going to be able to live
0: it <laughs> live <kind of> vibes <laughs> <like> that. yeah <laughs> I, t- I feel like he's a dead man um
1: yeah totally though i yeah I, I would love to
0: see i don't know like sadie would be great but yeah i think a lot of that stuff um Obviously, we'll find out if they do more of these. Um, but if if they chose to make this the end of the Red Dead saga, I think that would be a great way to go out.
1: Yeah, um, e- even them, even them. They
0: made so much money off it. There's no way they're not doing another. But like, <laughs> it, you know, it's I, I don't know. You can make a game this big and make it that good. Mm. Gives me hope. Like I'm obviously like the Witcher three. You know, that it was the first game where I went, oh, you can do the thing and make it good art at the same time. Mm. Um. Keen to see what they do next. Red Dead Redemption Online isn't even out yet, like the Red Dead 2 Online. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm keen to see where um, that goes. I don't really um, do
0: multiplayer online stuff, but if there's a story, I'll play it. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, otherwise, we should probably wrap up. Mm. Uh, if you want to follow us everywhere um, where DCM works, pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you want to help support us, you can go to patreon.com slash DCMworks. Chuck in a buck. Um, <laughs> helps us out. Uh, helps keep the lights on. Helps us justify what we do. Um, yeah all that good stuff uh, otherwise if you want to follow us individually I'm at DCMIHatePie
1: um, I'm at a underscore Arasvari yeah, good luck, good luck. it's in the show notes <laughs> and we'll see you
0: guys next week